0: Shea Butter and Popcorn. (laughs) Okay, let's start the show. Sit
1: back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn,
0: now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With
1: Taj and Chels, Season 2, Episode 19.
0: Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chelsea, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tajiana, here, a.k.a. Taj, also actress, filmmaker,
1: and activist. And today, we are talking about road trip movies. Bum, bum,
0: beep, 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 road <laughs> trip, baby. On the i10 by, by 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and before we get started, just wanted to say thank you for all the lovely shout outs and birthday wishes. Woo! It's a very special day. Oh it's yeah, baby. Friday, y'all. It's my birthday weekend. It's my birthday. It's our <laughs> birthday. It's our birthday. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 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 yes, amazing. Wonderful day. Very grateful for another year and grateful to God for being amazing, and my rock, and my family, and my friends, like Taji, doing the show with me. Period. It was going to be a, a great day and a great weekend. All right, so let's get into our movies. First up, I'm going to talk about Little Miss Sunshine, 2006, directed by Valerie Ferros and Jonathan Dayton. This is a very uh, Black comedy-type film, very enjoyable. Fun fact, in college, took a screenwriting course and we had to, like, study this movie. It was so funny. Um, talking about screenwriting and everything like that, one of the uh, key movies that they want to focus on in that class is actually Little Miss Sunshine, which was uh, very uh, interesting seeing a movie and enjoying it and then having to see it for class is two different things. When <laughs> You actually get graded on how you watch a movie or, like, the writing style of a film. Very two different things. Um, tragic. <laughs> it is it is it makes you kind of like like you appreciate it but then you as kinda- a
1: former film student man in high school when I got into film my film production teacher told me now that you've signed up for to be in this film you know track in school you will never see movies the same I'm no. just telling you right now yeah, so yeah. at age 12 I already knew
0: you I already know casual viewing like you can't just look at anything and just like mindlessly watch it because you're like no too much (laughs) but this film won the oscar for best original screenplay for playwright michael Arnt or ardent i hope i'm saying that right at the 2007 academy awards so you have the hoover family uh headed by greg kinnear his wife Tony collette uh, the uncles played by steve carell from the office and a whole bunch of other films and then the brother paul dano and grandfather alan arkin Puts the fun back in dysfunctional, and they are very dysfunctional in this movie, (laughs) by piling into a VW bus and heading to California to support their daughter, Abigail Breslin, in her bid to win the Little Miss Sunshine pageant contest. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. And pageants are already insane. Um, Coming coming up where I was from, I did some pageants with my sister, of course. Cliche here, Texas. Um, and they are very, very intense. Like TLC, those shows, they kind of do it justice on how intense it is. And you know, the spray tans that girls do, of course, you know, I was, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but they, you know, I always wanted to be in a formal pageant. I was like in like an academic leadership pageant, which mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly the same, but kudos because
0: I. Mm-mm pageantry and how to stand and walk and well you, you do right. some good stuff though like um like walking in heels and things like that or you, yeah. you know you're feminine yeah. side yeah, yeah. i, I wanted to that. be a debutante the etiquette classes eating on yes. that one, debutante did that stuff too yeah being a debutante is pretty cool too i mean i think it, it's good for girls that are interested in it there are good positive things to take away from it that aren't part of the you know the whole psyche of putting women's liberation back into the danger zone and things like that. There there are some good things you can find from it, you know. And there's also negatives, a lot of negatives with pageantry. Um, but they're doing this little Miss sunshine pageant and so the sanity of everyone involved is stretched to the limit as the group's quirks cause epic problems as they travel along the interstate. So, I personally feel and y'all can argue with me on this in the comments, <laughs> but Greg Kinnear's character is just despicable. I despise him in this movie because to me, he's kind of a weak man because he can't build up anyone without thinking it deflects and takes away from his own self-worth because his character as an individual is just bone thin. But um, especially this monologue that he has to his daughter talking about, do you want to be a winner? Do you want to be a loser? Because she's a little bit on the uh, chubbier side. Cause she's like eight or 10 or something like that. And he's talking about her ordering ice cream at the diner in this one scene. And he just goes into this monologue about being a winner and don't be a loser and things like that. And the grandfather's just like, shut up, let her have the ice cream. And the mother as well. Cause she's all like, you know what? I don't want to be, I want to look good for the pastor, So I don't want any ice cream. And then the brother um, who's taking a vow of silence in this <laughs> film, actually he doesn't speak and pretends to be mute um and the mother and stuff they just dig into the ice cream kind of like to spite the father and then she's like wait 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 don't eat it all i want some you know because it's like people don't understand that all it takes is one backhanded uh comment to say that a girl looks um too big or this that and the other and she'll like starve herself like people really don't understand the power of words you know um especially when it comes to young girls and how impressionable they are and things like that um but the most beautiful connection in this film it's between Abigail's character and her grandfather. Um, her brother pledges to be mute because he's an avid follower of Nietzsche, 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 I think that's how you say that. Um, and so he decides to be silent. Um, but the dance of the competition at the end is just so funny because it's almost as if everyone wins in the end. Um, the dance that the brother and grandfather do. with the the daughter actually wait no it's the dance that the uh son does with his dad and the daughter because the grandfather dies spoiler alert in the hospital and then like there's this whole thing to like drag his uh take his body out of the hospital so they can give him a proper burial back at home because they're like across state lines and stuff i won't get into details but it's so funny at the end it's like almost everybody wins and they discover something new about themselves so it's very enjoyable I think it's available to rent on Amazon Prime, but I don't think it's available on like Netflix or anything like that yet. But y'all can check that out. Second film is American Honey, 2016, directed and written by Andre Arnold. So this um, movie was the winner of the Cannes Grand Jury Prize, starring Texas native Sasha Blaine and Shia LaBeouf. This is really good. It's gritty. It's heavy. Sasha Blaine actually grew up in my hometown of Frisco, Texas, Um, Sasha plays Star, an adolescent girl from a troubled home who runs away with a traveling sales crew that drives across the American Midwest selling subscriptions door to door. So through finding her feet in, um, this gang of teenagers, one of whom is Jake played by Shia LaBeouf, she soon gets into the group's lifestyle of hard partying nights, law-bending days, and young love. Um... It's shot in, like, cool dreamlike sequences. The cinematography is one of the first things that you pick up in this film. Um, it's a little gritty, humanistic, though, at the same time. It kind of mirrors the Florida Project cinematography to me. Um, it's almost as if the song from Disney's Little Mermaid, Poor Unfortunate Souls, kind of comes to life in these characters. Uh, it's a very good film. It's a gripping, gripping tale. I think some people would... Uh, enjoy it and enjoy the uh the way the story plays out now I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's something you watch more than once though um but it's available on Netflix American Honey my last film is a classic y'all oh my gosh the original selfie I'm talking about Thelma and Louise 1991 directed by Ridley Scott so this film won the Oscar for best original screenplay at the 1992 Academy Awards you have Meek Housewife Thelma, played by Gina Davis, who joins her friend Louise, played by Susan Sarandon, an independent waitress, on a short fishing trip. However, their trip becomes a fight from the law when Louise shoots and kills a man who tries to rape Thelma at a bar. Louise decides to flee to Mexico, and Thelma joins her. On the way, Thelma falls for sexy young thief J.D., played by Brad Pittjaw, O.M.J., and the sympathetic detective Slocum, played by Harvey Keitel, tries to get the two women to surrender before their fates are sealed. So you got a young Brad Pitt in here who's shirtless with a cowboy hat. Ladies, you're so welcome. Oh my God. Yes, please. Because, you know, he's still (laughs) in favor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes, they did. Yes. According to mentalfloss.com, Gina Davis was supposed to play Sarandon's role, um, but they actually got switched, you know, uh, after the auditioning process and everything like that. The ending scene was filmed in Utah, Not the Grand Canyon, funny enough. Um, The film was mostly shot in Bakersfield, California. I was like, wow, that is so interesting. And George Clooney was originally supposed to play JD, but Gina Davis was so taken by Brad Pitt's um, screen test and chemistry read with her, where she kept flubbing her lines because, oh my gosh, it's Brad Pitt. So I thought that was interesting to find out. Uh, Thelma Louise is a classic. Most people have seen it. If you haven't, I'm sure it's available to rent and stream on Amazon Prime. Those are my movies for this week. I hope you enjoyed them. Taj, you let them know what yours are.
1: Yep, yep. So these are three super fun, like, comedic classics. Um, I'm going to start off with Johnson Family Vacation, which I know (laughs) y'all all all probably have the DVD. Um, So Johnson Family Vacation came out in 2004, and it um, was directed by Christopher Erskine. Um, And this is just an incredible, like, cast lineup um starring Cedric the Entertainer, Vanessa Williams, Bow Wow, um Gabby Soleil, Shannon Elizabeth, Solange Knowles, and Steve Harvey like what how okay like literally how much better can this get um and this was also fun fact um Erskine's first and only feature film directorial project and he did a beautiful job it was a beautiful cast super funny um obviously people still saying we got to be on the i-10 by 10 -10. a classic um Uh, love it so um it goes like this nate johnson and his son dj arrive at an auto body shop in la um to pick to pick up his lincoln navigator which is a type of truck um basically and there's been a mix-up and his truck you know needed a, a eight track being installed um, basically. But it went from that to being pimped out with hydraulics and spinning rims. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not about this. I'm not no gangster. Like, nah. what is this? But DJ is like, oh, for sure. Like, this is so lit. Um, but basically, he's told that um, it will take three days to remove all the stuff off of the truck. However, he has to take it as is because him and his family are due um, for a family reunion in Missouri. Um, so once they get home, Nate gets a phone call from his mother, Glorietta, who disapproves of his marriage to his wife, Dorothy, who at this point in the movie, they are separated. So they live um, in like two separate houses around the corner from each other. It's like super funny the like how close and distant they are, um, which you see in the beginning of the film. Mm. Um, And DJ talks about, you know, like he's like, I'm tired of this. Like, first, got to go all the way over there. Then we got to go all the way over here. <laughs> then we got to go all the way. Like, it's so funny, y'all. And um,
0: this is the era where we all were like, oh, my God. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
1: people used to say that, that I looked Tell like me. I could be his little sister. And <laughs> I just was like, okay. Because when I was younger, our skin complexions were, like, matching. And I, like, because my forehead is big, I kind of, like, can pass for a boy if my hair is in cornrows. So it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. I look like his little sister. It's fine. Chelsea's laughing at me. Anyways, <laughs> stop the stop. No, y'all know my
0: forehead is on five.
1: Stop. Okay, stop anyways, the
0: forehead. Because now I'm thinking of how the blue people's shoes were so big and proud family.
1: Stop. Oh my gosh! Not proud family. <laughs> lord we should just we should just do a roasting session on cartoons We
0: should. They, i don't know why they made her feet so big and then like she had butt teeth Kenny <laughs> proud oh my god
1: nasty <laughs> i don't know who i guess they thought it was funny who knows anyways Ugh. oh my gosh um <laughs> this um so basically you know nate's mom disapproves she's always disapproved since they've gotten married um mm-hmm. uh, but then Nate's older brother Mac takes over the phone calls like, Hey, little brother, you still coming, right? You're still married, right? Like he's always trying to one up him. Um and you know, trying to like get on his mom's good side basically with all his like, you know, uh, material possessions. Um, so um basically after that we get to meet the two daughters, Nikki and Destiny. So he waits for the girls to come out. Um Nikki is doing her thing, chatting on the phone, you know, typical teenager stuff. Destiny is trying to get in the car and bring her invisible dogs or barks a lot ruff, ruff, along for the trip. Um, basically Nikki and um, Dorothy disagree about um, her cell phone or actually, no, I don't know why they wrote this. It's the father and the mother disagree about Nikki's cell phone usage and her outfit choices. So she has to go change. Um, so Dorothy is bringing her schoolwork on the road trip with her, basically, um, you know, showing her husband like I'm still I still have stuff to do, but he's not about it. Destiny's birthday is the day after they leave. And so Nate basically explains like this, is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly this man, Stan Turner, shows up calling for Dor- Dorothy like, Yoohoo, Dorothy. I'm like, oh, no, um, oh my gosh, a mess. Um so then that he gets scared off one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes it's hilarious i literally cry every time Ooh. um so then they get on the road trip they encounter a hitchhiker who was kind of she a little devilish y'all she's a little scary um they finally get to the reunion greeted by family you know still Criticizing the marriage, and you know they kind of lie about their their marriage because you know Dorothy is trying to impress his mom, basically not trying to let her get the upper hand. Is like, oh, I'm surprised y'all still married after all these years. So she's basically like, yeah, we're gonna renew our wedding vows. And it's like you're lying. But um, <laughs> so after that, um, basically you know they compete. This this whole family reunion is the main purpose that these brothers are fighting over it is because of the family of the year trophy, which you know Mac has never lost. And it comes down to both, you know, all families doing uh, basically a talent show where they have to do musical performances on stage. Um, and so, um, don't want to spoil the ending, but just saying, when you have a rapper um, who is Bow Wow and a singer who is Solange Knowles, beautiful things can happen. Um, and in the end, it turns out to really have like a beautiful message in the end, in terms of like you know familial reconciliation and just um, all that stuff. And Uncle Earl helping them out, but not really helping them because at the end, something happens with the car that you all know the ending to, which is very unfortunate. Um, but in the end, they do make up, it is assumed that they, that they are kind of rekindling their relationship um, and striving to not be separated anymore. And like, just, it's a very cute, you know, classic black family, you know, love, love it. Um, next Oh my gosh. Had this on DVD too. Love it. And I just figured out that this film RV was stood for runaway vacation. I, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Runaway vacation, apparently, but it just says RV anyways. Um, it was produced in 2006 um, family road comedy film directed by Barry Sonnenfeld Um this film stars the wonderful Robin Williams, rest in peace, um, Josh Hutcherson, Kristen Chenoweth, and Jeff Daniels, Cheryl Hines, Joanna Levesque, Levesque or Levesque? Um And so this just really... Sorry, go ahead.
0: It's Jojo, uh, as in Levesque was. Jo- yeah. Yeah, Jojo. Sorry,
1: a.k.a. Jojo. Jojo,
0: yeah.
1: And so basically the film is about Barbara Munro and his dysfunctional family renting an RV for a road trip from LA to the Colorado Rockies um, where they basically, you know, encounter a community of campers. Um, and so it shows, you know, him, a successful, you know, beverage company executive struggling with his materialistic wife, Jamie, his vicious-tongued teenage daughter, Cassie, mm-hmm. JoJo, Oh, how ironic. And Cassie is the name of another singer. Anyways. Um, and his 12 year old son, Carl, who is an adolescent weightlifter and likes hip hop um, at a company picnic. Bob is basically embarrassed um, because his self-absorbed boss, um, Todd Mallory, um, He's embarrassed by Cassie's militant friend, Gretchen, who hurls a bottle of the company's drink all over Todd's face for putting unhealthy drinks in schools. So he's like, you know, looking forward to this big family vacation in Hawaii, but is forced to cancel the trip um, when Todd, out of spite, tells him that he has to attend a meeting with the Alpine Soda Company in Boulder, Colorado instead, or else he will be fired. Mm. So... Um, He basically doesn't tell his, you know, family the reason that he's going there, Um, but basically rents, you know, this this trashy RV and tells his family that they're traveling to the Rockies. And so they encounter many mishaps, including him damaging the parking brake, crashing into and running over objects such as shopping carts, flushing out. This scene is so disgusting Blushing out a trio of raccoons with a stink bomb and fixing a clogged sewage system. Hate it. Hate it. Um, hate it. Um, <laughs> along the way, they meet another traveling family, the Gornikis, um, consisting of Travis, Mary Jo, and their children, Earl, Billy, and Moon. Um, Earl develops a romantic interest in Cassie and Carl starts to like Moon, but thinking that the Gordon Keys are too strange for them, Bob and Jamie decide to ditch them. So um, they reappear at another shop and the Monroes believe they are stalking them. So he's Bob is, you know, trying to disguise his business trip and he's trying to send this email. Um, he's trying to email this proposal outline from his laptop in from a bathroom. But a hitchhiker steals it. And basically, all he has left is his BlackBerry PDA. Remember those, y'all? The blackberries It's crazy. I used to think they were so dope. Um, Which he manages to use um, to compose and waterfully send his proposal. It's like him. He's like standing on top of the toilet and stuff, like trying to put his BlackBerry up towards the wall to get signal. It's like so hilarious. Um, The Gornikis then recover his stolen laptop after picking up the same hitchhiker and pursue to return it to him. What lovely people, right? Um, Eventually... You know, the Monroes start to enjoy their vacation. And in order to attend the meeting, Bob has to distract his family by faking that he's sick and sends them on a hike. Um, The meeting's a success, but Bob is invited to talk to the whole company again the next day. So he has to rush back to his family um, and gets stuck and dislodges it from there. i'm just remembering the scene um by getting on the front and rocking it until it eventually wobbles and tips forward enough for him to slide down from um on top of the boulder it's a mess good lessons learned in this film um and just super fun uh college road trip 2008 we love these 2000 movies um directed by roger cumble Um, starring the illustrious Martin Lawrence, raven Simone, Brenda Song, Margot Harshman, and Donnie Osmond. Love it. I feel like this movie is super underrated. Um, I really enjoyed it. it.
0: It's so good. I remember seeing it. It's so good. um, It was so, so, it was so good. Right. After
1: That's So Raven, I was just like, oh, for sure, let's go. Um, But basically, and just showing, like, a Black girl going to college, like, what? Um, I just loved it. Loved it. Oh um. Yeah, it's just such such a great movie. Um, it's um,
0: Disney Plus too.
1: Right? Oh, go stream on Disney Plus if you haven't. Um, for sure. the The film is about Melanie Porter, who is played by Raven Simone, a seventeen year old college bound girl who's getting ready to graduate from high school, and she really wants to go to Georgetown University. However, her father, James Porter, who is played by Martin Lawrence, is the chief of police, <laughs> in um the the Chicago sub suburb where they live and is overprotective of her and isn't ready for her to leave and study far away from home. Um, he has other plans for her as he wants her to go to Northwestern, which is only 20 minute, uh, like, or like 30 minutes away from home. Um, so he receives problems from disagreements with his real estate agent wife, Michelle, who's played by Kim Whitley. Love her. Um, the family pig, Albert hate pigs. Why would you have it as a pet? Don't understand. <laughs> And this, this pig continuously annoys him throughout the movie, y'all. Um, and then his young son, Trey, who is played by, um, Ashaya or Ashaya Draper, um, who spends so much time with the pig. Um, Melanie gets invited to an interview at Georgetown, y'all, after a college recruiter sees her performance at a mock trial. Her two best friends, Nancy, played by Brenda Song and Katie, played by Margot Harshman, offer to take her on their college road trip to Pittsburgh. Melanie is all set to go with her friends until her father surprises her with his own college road trip to D.C. <sighs> Unfortunate. <laughs> On their way, Melanie is reluctant to visit Northwestern to take a tour, but she does it anyway. Um, they meet an almost-too-happy father and daughter duo. Hate them. They're so annoying. Doug and Wendy. Um, Doug played by Donnie Osmond oh, and Wendy played by Molly no,
0: about you no thank you you.
1: (laughs) I was so confused I was like what (laughs)
0: um
1: um they are also on their own college road trip by the way and so um James has planted actors at Northwestern one screaming at Melanie they lost an eye at Georgetown (laughs) Melanie almost falls for it until Um, one of the actors says to her yeah the chief's a pretty smart guy so they run into Doug and Wendy again um, who offers James and Melanie a ride since you know his car broke down Um, later Melanie and her father ride on a tour bus where they try to work out their differences Um, at one destination Nancy and Katie show up and take Melanie to a sorority house my favorite so funny James due to a misunderstanding and the owner not letting him check in on her sneaks into the house after hearing that his daughter has faith in, in him, he decides to leave the next morning. Unfortunately, after Melanie leaves, he gets caught by the owner, brutally tased and arrested. His mother comes to bail him out and opens up about her own past fears when um, her son went to the army, but still believed in her son to go on his own path. Super sweet. James and Melanie end up forgiving each other at the airport. Um, they drop off Trey. Um, they skydive to make the interview at Georgetown. She's nervous, but you know, her dad tells her that she can do, and they didn't come all this way for nothing. She's accepted into Georgetown, which Wendy is accepted into, too. In um, the end, James copes with letting go, and the final scene shows Porter and Greenhut families at Thanksgiving dinner. Melanie introduces her boyfriend, Tracy, played by Benjamin the Patterson, who turns out to the be- program. They met in the Cooper
0: huh? program in Japan. Oh, yeah. They're going to Japan, and he was all mad about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The boy? That was so
1: funny. Right. Right, and it says here who turns out to be a male. I'm like, oh my god. James accepts this, and Wendy announces her engagement to Scooter. Scooter! (laughs) But played by Lucas Gabriel, um, a chipper young man who who behaves exactly like Doug, um, which causes Doug to finally snap and attack Scooter. It's so funny, y'all. And (laughs) the best thing about it is the end where they are trying to reconcile on the bus and they sing double dutch um bus it's just oh my gosh it's so this movie is so underrated I loved it um yeah it made 25 it had a budget of 25 million made 51.5 million at the box office not too bad RV had a budget of 50 million and made 87.5 million at the box office and then uh Johnson Family Vacation had a budget of 12 million and made 31.5 million at the box office so some pretty good movies here very much classics um yeah those are my movies
0: awesome let's get into our next segment beep 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 beep. personal
1: everest literally climbing up everest with the rv no (laughs)
0: No, it's still fine we're making a rest stop y'all um (laughs) when one makes a big summit up a mountain say mount everest for example there are a set of skills and tools set that one must master or adhere to with a great team around them to get the job done So the personal efforts for a director making a road trip movie is to be able to cover enough ground, pardon the pun, in order to make a realistic, almost folktale sort of that resonates with so many people and shows people in different situations or circumstances, some great and fun and lighthearted like *Johnson Family Vacation and some circumstances that are really, really bad, like American Honey, and how road life can change anybody. Look at Thelma and Louise, for instance. What do you think, Tosh?
1: Right. I think that road trip movies are extremely corny, but have the opportunity to do so much healing, like just the family bonding that can come on road trips is like, I don't know, like, I feel like we're much overdue for a road trip or like just like a a family trip in general, where you're able to just spend time in the car and talk and music and, you know, create memories and laugh at things and like maybe even argue about things and like, be removed from your home space and let it out. Um, therapy in some way. Yeah, it it's definitely is therapeutic. therapeutic.
0: Even if they're on the heavier side or on the more comedic side, it's therapeutic. I think in real life too when you're on the road and driving, you know. LA, it's right. all about being in your car anyway. Like you're always- Literally,
1: you're awesome. on a road trip every day. Might as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think that road trip movies um, have the ability, you know, to do that. And, you know, like you said, whether it's- I don't know, more dramatic or comedic, like, I think it definitely, you know, has the opportunity to make a, a realistic take on like how to replicate familial conversations um, that can resonate with people and like really touch them and show them like, hey, these are different, you know, situations that we encounter in life, um, but that we can get through them and showing like the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And maybe even still some of the turmoil that may still linger um, but like showing how you can like really go about it. Like even with Johnson Family Vacation, them being together, dancing it off. And then at the end, it's like, okay, love you. Still hate you, but love you. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so funny because it's real, um, but showing like how you can resolve big issues in like family um, situations. It's just, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's so
0: true. Well, thank you all for listening. Please tune in next week. We will be discussing buddy comedies hey keeping the laughter going it takes two to make a feel-good film but some films keep the jokes from landing unfortunately We're gonna talk <laughs> <about that. laughs> um feel free, feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on the podcast follow us on twitter at shea butter pop follow us on instagram at shea butter popcorn or follow us individually you can follow me at chelsea j music on twitter or instagram and me at Tajiana underscore
1: on Twitter or Instagram.
0: Yes, all one word, all lowercase. Let us know what you thought of yep. the episode. Yup, yep, yep. DM us. Let us know
1: in the comments on our post, y'all, what you think of the episodes. Hit us up. What do you want us to
0: discuss? Let us know. All right, y'all. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my birthday. <laughs> and I uh, hope y'all have a great one. Yes. <laughs> Bye.